Well, hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I'm joined, as always, by Vinny Kiyomko Yap. Hello. And Mrs. Megan Witzker. Hello. Hey, we're all back at all of us, three in a row. This is Look great. At this. I know. Pretty exciting. History in the making. Wow. I was really excited this morning. I yeah. Here early. So as we record this in... <laughs> <laughs> he was early. He was like, I was busy doing office work and I'm like, oh, Vinny, you're, you're here. I thought it was nine. I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> I got yeah. that same reaction in person. <laughs> it's kinda, oh, great! Takes a sip of coffee. <laughs> You're well, you have to understand, Vinny. This is this is the the time that I'm by myself, which is most of the time is important time. <laughs> yeah, at least the dog was happy to see me. <laughs> That's right. The dog was very happy to see you. So, as we sit here recording this week's episode in in Southern California, preparing for a a harsh bout of rain harsh, that we're I'm going sure. to get, um, the rest of the country is. For literally frozen, frozen solid. Yeah. Literally. So if yeah. you are listening to us in the East Coast and you're maybe, by the time you hear this, well, actually, I'll probably post this in the next couple of days. I want to let you know that I am with you in solidarity. I am in sweatpants and uh, very comfy clothes as you stay home from work and the things that you're doing locked <laughs> in for your frigid cold. I am with you. I just uh, want to say good luck. Good luck. Have fun. And have you seen the memes for the Day After Tomorrow poster? Remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. They've all crossed out the day after and it just says tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy like I just the amount of uh, it's it's just it's something I can't personally even imagine like no. the, that cold no because having been a, a Southern California because we're all Southern California yeah. natives here mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, and Megan you spent a brief term in the Midwest I did for uh, school and that wind chill man that'll kill ya <laughs> yeah see <laughs> I don't even like... I literally do not know what wind chill means? Does it make sense? Like I just it, like it's I mean, a, we it's a it's some a term. wind chill from the ocean. Is it like exactly. it's like a gentle breeze? You're a like, man, breeze. let's just chill. Oh yeah, <laughs> the humidity <laughs> washes over you for a moment. I yeah. know. One of our one of our young adults is in Steubenville, Ohio, with Franciscan, and I called him the other day while he was still outside. Yeah, kid you not, didn't say it. He'll probably hear it now. But I could hear him shaking. He took his glove off to answer the phone. Yeah. And was talking. And you just heard the phone shake as he was talking to me. Poor baby. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of colleges, so one of the the segments we've got this week is our uh, stupid people segment. Love it. Um, which yes. I'm excited because I, I I'm feel super like, excited for this. I don't know why. <laughs> it seems like a reoccurring theme. I That's think it why makes us feel better about ourselves. You know, I have this. I would totally agree. Theory <laughs> that as. You know, like you think about life, life, you, life is hard. No matter what you do, life is hard, right? And, yeah. and sickness and illness is a thing that you can't avoid no matter how technologically savvy we get. However, it has gotten easier, right? And so at the times when you crossed the plains to go from the East Coast to the West Coast, right? It, it, it just, the world had a way of weeding out the stupid, as it were. Yes, Darwinism. Well, yes. And, and you know, that, you know, the Darwin Awards, as they'd Cross say, but the plains. there's just, there's just, you know, if you like, we had cats growing up and we lived kind of in a rural area and you could always pick the ones that were going to make it. You're oh. like, that one's a little too adventurous. He won't last. And you would tell he'd gone. <laughs> I remember there was one cat. I saw him chasing a butterfly, like a block away. And I thought, nope, he's coyote food. There's just, he's not going to make it. And, Chris uh, sitting on the porch drinking his coffee. Yep. Calling the shots on the, yeah. <laughs> passing by cats. That one chasing the butterfly, one. he's not long for the world. That one hanging out here right on the porch, he's going to make it, right? Such is the and, world. And I feel like these stupid people stories like come up more often just because like we've, we've got so many protections, you know, helmet laws, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Like that's, it's, and, and, and granted that's a beautiful thing, but you know, there's a certain amount of people who just, you know. 
Yeah. Who needed helmet laws. Yep. Let me put it yes. that way. Like the people yeah. who needed helmet yeah. laws. Like there are those dumb laws that you go, who had to inspire that law to be put in? Right. Well, well they're in there. So mm-hmm. so this story, I think, harkens to it. Who, everybody's got won a goldfish at a carnival at some point. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, and uh, I, th- I think everybody's probably joked around about, sw- like, I don't know, like the whole, like, would you swallow the goldfish dare thing? No, I've never done that. But no. I, like, but have it's a joke. Made- no. 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 No, I have not. Apparently, at one point, I would guess Vinny would have tried though. Like I could see little kid Vinny doing that. Doing that, yeah. I mean, it It wouldn't. It wasn't far off. Almost. I'm not. Somebody else did it. Children listening in the car, this is not a good idea. Do not swallow goldfish. No. However, put them in your mouth. There was yeah, or even put them in your mouth. Yeah, (laughs) or drink the water. Uh, (laughs) Okay, that's so gross. At one point, there was a collegiate like fish swallowing association. Shut um, what? Your mouth. There was. It was. It only lasted a year, but uh, it That's was a, a year college. too long. And I want to say the record was in the eighties. Like someone had swallowed like eighty fish in Shut in like mouth. yeah, um, oh eighty gosh. goldfish live goldfish. <laughs> now <laughs> somebody swallowed an ocean of Pacific aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> it's just can you imagine how weird that would and, they, and and the rule is they had to stay down for X amount of time, you know, but they can't like swim back up. No, or you can't like hurl, you know, yeah. but like, could you imagine having the feeling of 80 goldfish swimming in your stomach? Probably like having a child. <clears> probably said stomach. the pregnant woman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can probably imagine that. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a thing they should prescribe for like husbands, you know? You know so just, you know what it's like. Here, drink this half gallon of milk and 15 goldfish, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, oh, oh, oh. anyway. <sighs> So it's a thing, and, and so as and, and stupid people are. It's funny that this is a reoccurring story. Like it comes up fairly often. People swallowing fish. There was the collegiate fish swallowing association in movies. You will see this in like you know frat yeah. house kind of things, yeah. right? So apparently, um, I want to say in somewhere in the the north was it the Netherlands? I can't. I don't know. I always here's Which my makes sense. I, I, as an American, I tend to lump all of those sort of finger countries in the top of Europe, you know, like Finland, uh, the Netherlands, Sweden, they're all Sweden to me. They're all, sense? Just all, they're all, Sweden. they're all Sweden. Yeah. That's wow. it. But anyway, Very so, general. so, so there was a group of friends, yes, Netherlands, uh, and they, they had been imbibing with the, uh, the local spirits as ah. it were, um, a little bit. They were much like our, um, our selfie death the other day. They had alcohol in their systems. Um, they were feeling particularly inspired by an old episode of the TV show, which name I can't say, but it's a name for donkey. Um, ah. Specifically a segment where one of the personalities swallowed a live goldfish. So they dunked their empty glasses into the tank and scooped up a small collection of goldfish one at a time and gulped them down. And then they washed them down with more alcohol. Um Okay, I mean, so, clearly as you do. Well, okay, so the, the little the little yellow fish are feeder fish. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. I it, guess they're doing what their namesake yeah. says. Yeah, so, okay, wh- whatever, I'm with you. But the last guy, there was only one fish left in the tank. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it was not a, uh, it was not oh, a feeder fish. no. It was a catfish. <laughs> See, I didn't even read the article because I couldn't even stand the picture. Yeah. So I wasn't sure how we got to this point. I'm happy that I let you tell the story. Yeah. You painted it beautifully. So he swallows it and his friends are yelling, Grote vis, Grote vis, which <laughs> apparently means big fish, big fish. And uh, he began to gag and then um, trying to pull it out and event- eventually starts spewing blood. 
into a bucket and um, was admitted to intensive care to have the fish dislodged <laughs> oh, from his throat gosh. because apparently, and I did not know this, catfish have spines yes. on their fins. Yeah. yeah. Which is to stop creatures yeah. from swallowing them. Yeah. Cause yeah. What, what they'll do is they actually like, like puff out kind of. Yeah. And they, I mean, if you've ever picked up a catfish when you're fishing, those suckers are like, I've those are no joke to without special gloves. Yeah. They're those suckers are no joke. Yeah. I didn't well, know any of that. Yeah, you, you guys have more fish knowledge than I do. Well. I like to fish. <laughs> do you now? I love to fish. I do not. There's apparently the boring. What? Yep, with Megan on that one. I mean, it's so peaceful. Have you heard um Brian Regan's like you know things that sports like things that guys like to do that if you change the context would not like they would just be awkward like no. So fishing is one of those. He's like, hey, you want to go? Go out and get up real early and sit in a small <laughs> boat with me and watch the sun come up. You know? <laughs> we can we can sit real close and talk quiet to each other. It'll be cold. We might have to huddle together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so you take the context out, you yeah. know, or like hunting is like, hey, you want to go up in this fort I made in this tree? We can just hang out there hang all day. There all day. <laughs> and sit there with a gun. Yeah, like, you know. So it's just, it's just kind of funny. It, just... If you take the killing animals out of a lot of those things, they're just intimate just... time for men to be together. Yeah. Yeah. And really, that yeah. is what it is right oh man Uh, on that level the one thing i'll never forget we were doing an old core team thing but we were at buffalo wild wings and at buffalo wild wings they got the tvs on yeah and they had mma wait i think i remember this yes and so we sat there and you couldn't hear anything and he goes without the commentary or any of it and any of the noise and you just put soft jazz to it it changes the whole context (laughs) of mma and it ruined like i was i think i'm the one who said that yeah you yeah you were i remember sitting there and like looking at you and i have not been able to watch it since (laughs) i'm not a huge fan of the mma i'll be honest i you know he's probably very proud of himself i am super proud I, i mean i'm not too much anymore just break it down you got two guys in tight pants rolling on each other Essentially, you know what no, I mean, it's true. and the, and those fights break down to just grappling very quickly. There's not very a lot of form quickly. or technique. It's just yeah. you know, yeah. so it, it looks very interesting. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not going to go too deep yeah. into that. But anywho, yeah. anyway, so this guy ends up in the hospital. Uh, they have to remove the fish surgically from <laughs> his throat. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I have a scar on my arm from a very intense game of duck duck goose. Yes. Um, mm. which I do get to tell that story from time to time. Mm-hmm. I am not sure that. The guy who swallowed this fish tells that story all that often. Probably. It's another yeah. fish tale. Groat fish, groat fish, groat fish. It's terrible. So, again, but again, in, in uh, let's go back 100 years, that guy didn't make it. No. 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 Yeah. He no. barely made it this time. Yeah. Groat fish. Oh, gosh. I'm just, I'm picturing it. <sighs> So if you're listening to the show today and you're thinking, yeah, oh, I know a perfect, like, that guy wouldn't have made it story 100 years ago. Oh, man. um, Go ahead and post that to the Facebook group. We got a a new Facebook group. Just search Afternoon Morning Show. I think you have to, I I just had a request for someone to join. So everyone can see it. But if you want to post, you got a request to join. And and we'll go ahead. We're very indiscriminate. I'll be honest. We'll approve you. Um, But yeah, (laughs) post your, your, post your, that guy wouldn't have made it stories. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool. That would be really fun. We love those stories. So... Yeah, so that's kind of our light entry into into the show this week. There's yep. a lot. I mean, I feel like the world has gone crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is it? I feel like there's just so many stories where I just go, the world has gone has gone crazy, and and whether that be 
oh gosh, there's just so many different, I mean, it really is, but whether it be, um, in, in the way we relate to one another, whether that be sexual identity stuff, whether Mm. it be anything, um, the world, I just feel like the world has gone mad and it's almost like if you read Twitter or Facebook, uh, you look at like the social media wars and I stepped out of social media for like most of the holidays because Mm. of what was going on in our family. Um, Mm. and I just jumped back in and I'm like, Oh, oh, I hate all of you. I want to go in. Yeah. The week or two. You jumped in at a bad time. Yeah. It was just, it's been absolutely bonkers. I'm going to make a statement that only a 40 year old can make or someone older than I I feel like so much of the emotional outrage in our culture is being driven by 20 somethings with no life, uh, life experience. No, that's, that's that's about whether that be like the, the angry, there was a story a while back that someone, uh, the Monterey Aquarium posted something referring to a female otter as thick. Oh yeah. And it was found to be very like, uh, like culturally insensitive or something. Yeah. Or, or the story about the, the girl with the prom dress who, oh, like yeah. the, 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 the very kind of cute, like, um, uh, My culture is not your prom dress. Right. Yeah. yeah that kind of nonsense. I say that about everything now. Oh, do you really? <laughs> So, you know, or, or there, uh, uh, there was a, there was a dust up, like Tom Brokaw said something about, um, how Republican grandmothers don't want brown babies. And, but he also, then he tried to soften it or I don't know what he was doing and said that Hispanic people need to work towards integration. Right. And so he had, it wasn't, it was inflammatory on both sides. I'll be honest. But like, like the outrage of saying either, both those things was ridiculous. Okay. Okay. The thing about saying that people go. like in the United States, it will, it would benefit you as a person living here to be speaking in the language that is kind of the most, I think that's not a, I don't feel like that's no. like a super no. insensitive thing to say. Well, no. Okay. So in any other country, they would learn English and one other language that was more like commonly spoken in the area along with the main language. Right. So my, my son right now is in a, is in a science class at his table. There's a kid who's bilingual, English, Spanish. There's two kids who don't speak English at all. They just speak Spanish. So Chris was like, I'm a little concerned because my table group, like I'm the only person who doesn't speak Spanish. So I I emailed the teacher to figure out what was going on. Teacher said, well, the two students who only speak Spanish are actually Romanian. And so they only speak Romanian and Spanish. They're learning English. And so I put him with Chris because Chris is a good, uh, I said my kid's name. I put him with, well, he's old enough, whatever. Uh, but I put him with him because he's a good kid yeah. and I figured he'd be, he'd be patient and we're going to see how it goes, but he's, you know, we need to help him out. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But like that was, yeah. The, so you'd learn they were already bilingual yeah. and now they're learning a third language. Anyway, but again, it, I don't, it's, it's like we, everybody gets all crazy about it. And, and I'm not yeah. saying anybody has to give up their culture, but just to say that someone has to learn a language is, is not that. I don't know. No, I'm just some guy. Well, but the, I mean, that's, said the, that's I said more, the 40 year old white guy. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of, that's a survival thing though. You know, yeah. like being able to speak the common language of wherever you're going. That's why the lingua franca. Well, and that's why like there are, there are students who are doing like, um, I have, I have a buddy who was learning Chinese history and part of his course was doing six months to almost a year in China working with, with a company that was out there that was tied to the school. Right. He had to learn the language because they don't 
naturally speak English. Like oh, they had, right, he's sense. going into their country and he's right. learning because that's how he's going to survive. Not saying again, this like again, this just sounds very like. Well, it's the line, There was but. another story, and this wasn't even on our slate, but it was a Duke. I think it was a Duke medical professor, head of like the the medical department, or med school, <laughs> and she she wrote a letter to uh, Chinese students saying, "Hey, I, I'm strongly encouraging you to speak only English in the building, because I've re- I people have talked to me about it, and they say that." Um, and and I you know, it basically says I don't know how hard it's been for you and blah 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 and I admire you so much, but while you're here in the building, try to speak English all the time. One, it tells the professors that you're really, you know, doing your best to learn the language, and eager to learn, and it'll help you long term to do that. Basically, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it can affect you negatively to not because there are certain older professors who may not want to bring you in for a residency or internship or whatever, right? Mm. And she got fired. Wow. And it was, and she wasn't, and it was interesting because what she was doing was what I would consider like, hey, pulling someone aside and saying, I don't know if you realize, but this is going to like this, this is the real world. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And, and it, and and so like, it kind of like, yeah, she's trying to help these people to, to move forward in the system as it is, whether you agree or disagree about how the system should be, this is how it is. And, you know, if you don't adapt it will affect you negatively, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like that, I thought that was like just being kind. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. she got so she had to resign. Yeah, well, I think you know? that's, but that that's one of the things we're talking about, stupid people. <laughs> but like the the whole thing of of well, I don't have to change, I don't have to adapt. You do to me, right? You know, and that's that causes a lot of arguments. I yeah. Mean, so anyway, so on, on the stupid people in the stupid, or continue our stupid people segments. Yeah. Um, we have seen this rise of radical abortion bills mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Yeah. So Megan, you want to take the lead on this one? I know you, you're a little more current on the legislation. Megan's just recovering from a cold. So sorry, friends. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, we know that last week, gosh, it feels like it has been, a month that I have been fighting this battle yeah. of reading these things about um, the New York bill that had passed. Um, but so I think it was last week yeah, it was. that they passed um, abortions through the third trimester. So essentially until birth. Right. And that's what we, so late term abortion is when you essentially have a child that is viable, right? Outside the womb could survive. Right. Um, and, and, but the, and the mother decides to take the child's life for some right, reason. For supposedly health. And you can't see this, but it's in quotations. Yeah, health. health yeah. Um, because at that point in the third trimester, and I'm no doctor, but <laughs> I have not heard of many situations of a child being born in the third trimester and not being able to survive or whatever and the mother not being able to heal Mm. from whatever she needed for her health reasons right so say there's a mom and so she's got challenges with a natural delivery they could deliver cesarean and she would be fine the baby would be fine oh done and easy yeah super easy um and it really yeah my understanding is that late-term abortion there is no medical reason for a late-term abortion yes i've seen many doctors commenting on it saying this makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely. I've never operated in a way yeah. to where this makes sense. I've never seen this happen. I think what it's coming down to is it's it's a protection against a not quote unquote perfect child. Right. It is. You know, and it's just so interesting to me that if you decide suddenly in the third trimester that you don't want your baby, 
have the C-section because either way, the baby's coming out of you. E- either way, it's yeah. So yeah, late absolutely. in the game, you're going to go through your labor to deliver a dead baby. Right. Or you can have a C-section or, I mean, either way. Well, you're going to deliver a baby that's out actively you. being murdered while you're yeah. delivering him. Right. You know. Either way, you're going to have to go through the six to eight weeks of healing. Yeah. You might as well just deliver a live baby and, and give it away. Give it up for adoption. It's, I don't understand why it's such a hard concept. Yeah. To understand. You know, I wonder if, but, like, if, if it's funny because the Americans view of adoption is so, I mean, I don't know if just Americans, but like, I think people go, oh, I, I could never do that for like, it'd be worse to, for a baby to be put up for adoption. Yeah. And what most people don't understand is that couples, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples who are, who are waiting for babies. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law adopted, and it was such a process to, to get a, a, a baby for adoption. Now, granted, if you're going to the system as a, as an adolescent, it's a different situation. Yes. But if we're talking about putting an infant up for adoption, those babies get snatched up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yes. and it's, it's not just, you know, special needs babies too. do not linger as it were. Right. You know? Um, yeah. And so you can get, so you go and get the shot and it's, it's the abortion shot and you have 24 hours and you come into the doctor the next day. If the baby is not then dead, they administer a second shot and then induce labor. Yeah. So that's 24 hours of the baby writhing in pain because at that point they can, they feel, can feel the pain. Like they can experience pain quite early. Oh, yeah. quite early. Yeah. And um, so then you're just sitting there with a baby writhing in pain and then you try again and then you deliver. Yeah. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and isn't even there like, like in the, in the time that, cause then, then you're still causing you or they're still trying to like induce labor. So the woman at that point is also kind of like dilating, right? Oh yeah. So at that point, like you, they could even deliver at home and mm-hmm. just kind of the blase way they put it is like, oh yeah. oh yeah, just at home and then we'll come in and we'll take care of it. And it's like. Yeah, what? and that's the scary thing is the protections for it. So say the child does make it, like a yeah. survivor of abortion, which happens, um, <coughs> then they, you know, then it's basically we're at ancient Rome. You just leave the child for exposure, yes. you know. Because the, the, um, the physician is only there to care for the woman. Right. So the baby, the human being who survived is it's just left on to just either, yeah, to, to die. Yeah. You know? um, and then that brings in the Virginia law. That, right. So before I, we move to Virginia, uh, I want to just there's another part of the New York story I think is that has to be dealt with. So that was so it was passed by the New York legislator and then signed into law by the governor of New York, who could have vetoed it, but yes. did not. Uh, governor Cuomo, Ugh. a Catholic. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I sorry, I was listening to um, Matt Frad's podcast, Pints of Aquinas. Yep. Um, and he did a whole section on this last week. And was talking about like, well, at what point do we start talking about excommunication? Yeah, I think I think you. Yeah. It's funny because that, as a layperson, we bandy around this term of excommunicated and refuse communion to these these uh, politicians. However, I mean, this is an unrepentant public act yeah. of a Catholic in in direct contradiction to the teachings yeah. of the Church. I, I, I personally, just in my knowledge and understanding, I don't know that you have any grounds to not move forward with an excommunication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just so we understand, excommunication in, in terms of the church, it's saying that this person is outside of the church, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's seen in canon law as a medicinal thing. Yeah. It's not forever. It's saying until they repent yeah. and recant, okay. they're outside of the church, right? But ha- that the back half gets lost, though. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, you're going to kick him out of the church? 
There's no, always a way back. Yeah. You know, um, it's, you know, you're just, but they're saying you essentially you are now an un, as if you were an unrepentant pagan. Yeah. That's who you are. Well, okay. He is. Yeah. So yeah. it's not well, like, like he is an unrepentant pagan. He's, he's, he's made the decision that children can be left out to be exposed for exposure to death. He's gone back to Rome before Christ. Yeah. He is, you know, um, and so the question of can he be now, is he in a state of mortal sin? Well, I'm not one to judge things, but had I a, to bet, I that probably would. Be would put, I, if I were a know, betting man. I would probably, if, if God was going to come down and settle it, like yeah. ring, ring, ring. Hey, it's God. Nice to talk to you. I would probably yeah. put my money down on, uh, and God does talk to us. I don't want to yeah. make that joke, but I, I would put that, my money down on the, he needs to get his butt to confession yeah. and repent. Yeah. Well, repent and, so, and submit to the Pope. The, the worst um, part is, so the, the, I was listening to, to this podcast and they and he had also Matt had also played a clip of the actual signing mm. and oh yeah did you listen to it I didn't listen I just saw people clapping and smiling. and, and so <sighs> he takes this pen and tries to write and it doesn't write and makes this comment of and I can't quote it so I can't give it as accurately but like makes some some jest about God on like not really you know like oh Oh, and then, oh, God's trying to stop me. Yeah, kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. And then somebody <laughs> in the is. audience goes, I have a pen. Oh, God. Gives him the Shut pen. Up. Signs it in the whole room. You know, there was like a guardian applause. angel whose hand was like blocking that pen. Yeah. Like, no. And yeah. then. Uh, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I will point. Like, do you have to look at it and go, oh, well, maybe there is something. Yeah, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that question of public, you know, and as it, and the church is pretty clear, like as a, as a following, as a, as a Catholic, um, if you are dissenting, and it's not saying, you know, if so informed, in, in, informed consent or informed dissent or whatever, if you are dissenting from church teaching, you're putting yourself in jeopardy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which you're allowed to do. You're allowed to put yourself in jeopardy. You could be wrong, but not publicly. So for instance, you, Vinny, or, or you said, I, I think the death penalty is right and just. And I, as a Catholic, and I've, I've read everything and I believe that this is in line with church teaching, blah, 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 blah. You have every right to, to, to believe that. And even put it in practice, although you are you are putting yourself in yeah. jeopardy, um, but um, you cannot preach it in contradiction mm-hmm. to the church. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And in your choosing to dissent, it doesn't mean that you're good. Um, it just means that you're choosing to, mm. and you may have to settle that score later. Yeah. Okay. Right. A lot of people think that uh, that it just means oh, you can just do what you want. Yeah. Well, I've read everything and this is, I'm dissent. Well, no, 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 that's not the way it works. You, what you're saying is, well, I'm taking it into my own hands and hoping I'm right. Well, it's like, well, I know better after a church that's been standing around for thousands of years that it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Standing around. Standing just, yeah, the church has been standing around for thousands (laughs) of years. Just, just there. All right, Megan. So, so inform us what's going on in Virginia, which was named after the Virgin Mary. Well, was it? Was after Virgin Mary or the Queen Queen Elizabeth, who was anyway, I believe it was both. I don't know. I'm I believe sorry. it was Queen Elizabeth, but in and Mary, if I, if I remember correctly, Maryland absolutely after Mary. Maryland, yeah. yes. Yeah. But but Virginia might have been named after the Queen, the Virgin Queen. 
There's another thing that I learned. more knowledge in this room. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. I studied these things at one point. (laughs) I'm a history major, and it was the Elizabethan period. Shakespeare. Mm. Okay, okay, real quick. uh, We were running late to school this morning, and Chris was running late. I've said the name multiple times. uh, To English class, said, if I was an English teacher, I would give you a three-minute grace on being tardy. However, if you were late, you would have to recite like X amount of Shakespeare. That'd be funny. Perfect. And then it would be excused. Because oh. they would get every kid to have to memorize Shakespeare. That'd or if you wanted funny. an extra bathroom pass, fine, give me a sonnet. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Those are, yeah. So, oh, see, I would have been be all over that. Teacher. I would have been a sick English teacher. <laughs> I'd be, I would have been all over that as a high schooler. I love yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. Oh, anyway, go, so Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Virginia is <clears throat> introducing a new abortion bill. <sighs> and um, it's very similar to the one in New York. However, And again, I don't know if I'm missing this part of the New York bill, but the Virginia one um, gives you the option to decide that you don't want the live baby after you've had the live baby. And I'm not sure if it's written that way or if that's how the governor represented it. Mm -hmm. But the the governor definitely said, well, the baby would be born and we'd keep it comfortable. And then the conversation would be made. He might have been referring to just the letting the baby die of exposure if it was born on accident. Okay. Um, Well, right here it says, in some cases, um, there are babies born with severe deformities and the mother would then be able to make a decision. So we're basically, we we are absolutely ancient Rome. Yeah. At this point, absolutely. I mean, and we're the you Spartans. You know the deformities from the ultrasound. You, you should. can tell clubfoot. You can. I mean, a lot of those. Yeah. Things. Oh, totally. That ultrasound technology's gotten really, really yeah. good. So you would kind of know that ahead of time. Yeah. Here's the quote: The infant would be delivered. The infant would be kept comfortable. The infant would be resuscitated if that's what the mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So we we are absolutely talking about infanticide we're absolutely talking about mm. like like spartan culture you know or, or roman culture um it's it's hideous yeah. right and last week just last week um was a walk for life and right. then i believe the bill passed within a day or two after so before the walk for life i'm you know debating with like trying to make people see that babies are babies, not just clumps of cells. Right. And then within two days, it doesn't even matter. Like they're yeah. acknowledging that it's babies. It's right. Like, okay, yeah. we know they're not fighting that anymore. They're not even trying to say it's just a clump of cells. Yeah. They're acknowledging that, yes, this is a baby. We still want to kill it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really big leap for that side. Yeah. A lot of leap. I think that they've known and they are just holding on to their old tactics, but no, the, the pro abortion it used to be, you know, safe, legal, and rare mm-hmm. was what they would say about abortion. And then it was just safe and legal. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And now it's, we don't even want it. It's not even abortion anymore. It's infanticide. Yeah. It, and, and there's no, gosh, I, and again, I just go back to, there's no justification for infanticide. If I don't play devil's advocate and I'm going to say, well, you know, the first trimester, eh, nah, 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 you can hedge and hem and haw, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's absolutely no reason to bring no. a baby to term to kill it. No. no. And, they, no. and that's, that's like, like, no, they, they use the, the argument uh, for, you know, normal abortion before the child, before the child is born that will, then if it's a health risk to the mother, 
then that's where I would come in. This is after. Like, there's no risk to the mother. Right. Right. There is no reason. Well, and the cases like, of, I think it's like 1%, like, or 1% is like cases of rape or danger to the mother, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's so super minuscule. low. Yeah. Um, and, and so a danger, when, when is a, when is a pregnancy a danger to the mother? Well, an ectopic pregnancy, I think can be, can be a danger to the mother. Like if it, if the, mm-hmm. the baby's fertilized in the fallopian tube, essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's okay. Uh, if the mother's undergoing cancer treatments and cannot do that because of the pregnancy, that, then you could say that would be a danger to the mother. I've seen so many stories of the women waiting till the third trimester, oh, yeah. delivering C-section and then continuing with whatever she needed. Right, right. It's um, just a matter of a couple weeks. But I mean, I'm saying like that, maybe that could be, um, that, right. you know, there's, there's, there are, there are rare circumstances. And what the church has said in those situations is, I believe, and I am not, I'm not a canon lawyer, but that, you know, if you, if in treating the mother, the infant dies, that you did, that wasn't an active, that wasn't actively killing the infant. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Um, And so that's a hard choice that that you have to make, right? You didn't abort the child. You, you said we're choosing to treat the mother's illness. Anyway, um, it's, you know, but. And I could be wrong on that yeah. one. I don't really know. Um, maybe we have to look it up. I probably should look it up before. I'll add, maybe I'll edit this segment of the podcast out. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but but we'll see. It's it's just so rare. I mean, again, again, if we just went back to what the talking points about abortion were, uh, you know, fifteen years ago, yeah. um, safe, legal, and rare uh, uh, rape and incest and mother's life is in danger, and that was the only exceptions. Right. Yeah, we would be talking uh, like thousands, not millions. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, or, you know, we'd be talking the low thousands mm. probably nationally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're talking, was it 24 weeks is the usual standard time that you're allowed mm. to have an abortion up until my friend just had a baby at 24 weeks this last November. He's doing totally fine. It was obviously like a long haul. Oh and yeah. NICU and yeah. stuff. I had no, I did not know that they were viable at 24 weeks. Oh yeah. I think down to like 21. It's amazing. Oh Whoa. yeah, it is amazing. No, my my uh, my niece was born uh, very premature. My nephew was born very premature. Like my my nephew, I remember my nephew, uh, and he's an adult now. But when he was born three months premature back in the eighties, gosh, um, it was scary. But he's it's much less technology. And... Oh, totally. Yeah, back in back in the eighties. <laughs> so far, it was such a long time ago. <laughs> I hate to it. Was <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but whenever I hear the for the mother's health stuff, I just think back to um, the Avengers Infinity Wars when Captain America says we don't trade lives. We don't trade mm. lives. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I feel very cool among this circle to be quoting that. I, I well played. Yeah. I did. No one saw move. it coming. No one. No. It was <laughs> a good one person. I, you know, I think, you know, it's interesting because I, I saw one commenter. It was a priest posting on why doesn't the church excommunicate people? And, and his, he was very sort of cynical, but it was like, because it would demonstrate the power, like how little power the bishops have because politicians wouldn't care. Does that make sense? Mm. And so we pretend like we have like authority, but we don't. Um, and that was interesting. And I think it, it goes to that, that idea of, because if a, if, a, if a bishop excommunicated a politician, it's very likely that there's some member in his diocese, some clergy member in his diocese or pastor would just continue going about and say, oh no, he's wonderful, he's ours, and he's, he's fine, you he know, and, over and, um, and, you know, but you get to that point where what, what does it mean to be church 
right? Yeah. What does it mean to be the body of Christ? What does it mean to be, to have these common, you know, the, our beliefs, like the, the, the deposit of faith, sacred tradition, all of that, which brings us to the, the next story we we're talking about was this idea of, of religion without God, yeah. ah. which is a, a thing church, happening in Europe, yeah, apparently. It was church without religion. Crazy Europeans. And it's kind of sweeping through um, the UK and Australia, apparently, as well, where basically people can come in um, and get the church community experience. Hmm. And they basically broke it down to um, a time of community, uh, an inspirational message, and whatever they, I guess they wanted at that point, how to clean your laundry or, uh, or whatever it is. I don't know. Joel Osteen. Anyway, um, just, uh, just. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to say, though. Took a some, shot. Well, you know, I've watched the. Anyway, um, you know, but you get those kind of in, like it's a motivational speaker, you yeah. know, like it's like you just got to, you know, and it, it's all that. It's Tony Robbins. It's which and Mr. Tony Robbins, my personal life coach. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is that's and that's what it becomes. It's just a big it's like it's a big sort of motivational weekend. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it says, um, whether a temple, church or mosque, worshiping together has long been linked to better mental and physical health. It's not simply just being in a room with other people. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> if that was the you case, go to the DMV, like, you're not going to have better mental and physical health. You know health. what? No, you're not. Um, I've got to go to the DMV this week. Ugh. Oh, crud. It's I was supposed Thursday. to register for jury duty this week, too. Huh. I forgot to call in. Anyway, guys, oh, if, uh, if I'm not here next week, it's because the, sum, the subpoena has been issued. <laughs> uh, yeah, jury duty and DMV, one week. Huh. All right. Well, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Week. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, text in. Week. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's and it's just that like it, so one of the things that I was thinking was, number one, it, obviously church is more than just a community. Granted, that's a huge part of it. Right. right. But the other half is, you know, everyday happiness, the things that make us happy. Eating pizza can make somebody happy for a little bit oh right. you know it certainly can it can oh unless gosh. you have copious for a amounts. long bit a little long bit. that <laughs> can happiness I tell you, is lasting i gave myself a pizza hangover one time what where i ate like a pizza and the next day and you're I was admitting like, that in front I of people felt, i felt dehydrated i felt run i had a headache it was like <laughs> wakes up Oh, I felt, I literally, I was like, I, I have done bad things my to myself. Dry? Yeah. It's like, it was a literal, and I love pizza, but I, you know, there's a possibility of overindulging apparently. <laughs> a, yeah. Go back anyway, to your DMV work. You, you, you were saying, so, sorry, I'm back. I am. Oh, I'm, I'm right now I'm just, trying to not get arrested. I just, so pictured Chris, I just pictured Chris sitting on the couch, breathing heavy, just like. That was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Anyway, but you were making a point. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that make us feel better. Go on about with your with your point. Okay, I'm on standby. Please check back tomorrow, so I'm not going to get arrested. Everybody, want to let you know. We were so concerned. Yeah, really. I was like, man, I was just down to the two of us. Does that mean we could have come in on our own? in this room and recorded without Chris? Or? I, I would love for you guys to do that sometime. Would Christina let us in? I just say I'm a dainty man. I wouldn't do well in prison. Anyway, Vinny, um, <laughs> you were making a point about something. I was. And then, <laughs> and then came the picture of dainty Chris in prison. I'm fine boned. I'm like a thoroughbred. Anyway. Look at, uh, <laughs> he says in his Adidas joggers and Vans slip-ons. Well, I do what I can. <laughs> I'm a man who craves comfort. Um, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, motivational good times church. You know, there are a lot of things that make it, it's it's like the whole gratitude thing. Like, yeah. Oh man, just spending just spending a couple moments of gratitude every morning elevates everybody's everything. And you're like, dude, mm, that's prayer. That's prayer. And just because you don't know his name doesn't mean that you're not praying. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that's the thing that sometimes, and the church actually teaches this, right? Like in the, in the catechism that, that, that it's possible to have a relationship with God and never know his name and never know, never know Mm -hmm. that Jesus is Jesus, but to, and I used to, you know, I used to give the illustration of like instant messenger back when that was a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and you would like, you could, if someone popped on your screen one day, I was like, Hey, what's up? And you're like, Oh, nothing much. Just chilling. And you started having a conversation with this person who you never, you only knew their screen name. And maybe it's the same in like Fortnite, right? You, you had a friend or, or Minecraft who you met and like you only knew their screen name, but you had a real friendship yeah. over years and years and years. Right. Which absolutely happens. Which absolutely happens. Um, yeah. And, and then you died. Would you say that when you died, you were friends with that person? Yeah. yeah. Well, that it's the same thing. Yeah. Like if you never knew God's name, but you developed a friendship with him, even maybe you never knew the full teachings of the church, but you responded to that, which you knew, yeah. um, then it's possible that you could even be saved through Jesus Christ, but not know that Jesus Christ yeah. was oh, the yeah. one who saved you. And when you died, it would have been like, it's you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I think that's a sort of beautiful teaching. And obviously not, not the, there are a lot of impediments there. Yeah. There's a lot of room for, um, for yourself to be led away by ego. Because it's broad. It's, it's a very broad it's, it's, space it's, to be in at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and that doesn't give us an excuse as Christians to not evangelize people. Yeah. Right. But I, I feel like that's what people are responding to in this idea of, oh, just spend some time in gratitude. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to thank the universe. God, what am I gonna do? Sending positive. Oh man, my pet peeve. Some I'm okay. When, positive vibes your way. Oh, I'm just sending good positive thoughts vibes. at you. That's yep. a waste of time. I'm sending good thoughts to you right now, Chris. I typically, when someone says good thoughts to me, I send bad thoughts back at them. <laughs> Natural reaction. That's what I do. I'm just like <laughs> as Chris is thinking. I hope you step on a Lego. They're like, yeah. just as effective. Um, my good thoughts are just they're bad thoughts anyway. Yeah, I saw a meme yesterday, and it was a doctor with um, a patient who had passed, and someone, one of the people, the nurse was saying, "Oh man, people just spent, sent prayers and good vibes, but what he needed was them to send um, healing vibes and something like that." Yeah, <laughs> and positive, I don't know, yeah, vibrations, whatever. I hate that I just translated it so poorly, but it was so funny. Yeah. Oh, you know, here's really the thing. Those uh, and and we're feelings. We've crossed the 40 minute mark. We're off and we're in we're in we're in bonus time, everybody. Okay. Bonus I time. Bonus time. But I'm going to say like, okay, there, there. I believe I very believe strong, strongly that if you have a positive outlook in life, like if you if you surround yourself with positive people, um, that you're gonna there are gonna be opportunities that you're going to see that you wouldn't see if you were in a negative place, mm. right? Yeah. That's yeah. not because you changed the universe. It's because you changed your mindset. Yeah. So you were more open to taking risks and and, yeah. and to seeing the opportunities around you, right? You didn't like mm-hmm. you know, but and and can it affect your health? Yeah, the studies have shown that it can because it's less stressful and all of those things. What does that tell us? It tells us that God designed the universe in such a way that we're supposed to have a relationship with him and live in a state of gratitude for the blessings that he's given us. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in the Bible, you know? Um, So that's sort of, anyway. Yeah. That's my Chris. Well, that's Chris's philosophy. Nice. That's it. Well, and and what I was going to say earlier before we got off the topic of 
Chris in prison. As we do. Uh, <laughs> As we do. Um, but like, that's that's a happiness that can only last for so long, you know? So a joy that comes from being at church when you begin to truly understand what's going on at church changes that that happiness to real joy because then you're realizing you get to do that not only in community, but then you're also seeking that fulfillment that only God can fill, yeah. you know? And so there's there's that kind of measurement of, of well, the happiness that you're experiencing there is fleeting. Mm-hmm. So you would literally need to go back just to feel that again. And then when it's not working, yeah, you're like, why isn't this working anymore? Right. You know, whereas, I, I mean, I've had crappy days. I go to mass, still having a crappy day, but there's always something in it. Right. And I'm like, okay, it changes perspective on something. There's a difference in long lasting joy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going out to give a talk at XLT in the Valley out in St. Stephen's in February. And the theme is firm foundation. And it really is the reality of every, of, of life, religion, of, uh, you know, the Catholic faith is if you're not, if your foundation isn't in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter if you have a kick in community at your parish, mm-hmm. right? If your foundation isn't in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter if the liturgy is so reverent. Mm-hmm. Um, if your foundation isn't in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter if there's a drum set or, or, or a pipe organ, yeah. because whatever that is, when tragedy strikes and it will strike when, when trouble comes and it will come, you will, you'll be on sand. Mm. You, your, your faith will, will fail. Um, that's why Jesus says in this life, you will have troubles, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Right. You know, mm. and and that's, he is our firm foundation, you know? And again, it goes back to St. Augustine, right? Our hearts are restless until we rest in you, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably the note we're going to end it on. Mm. Preach it, Chris. Hey. Go. Preach it. Mm. So the Afternoon Morning Show is brought to you by Everyday Catholic. Everyday Catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit. We depend on the support of listeners like you. So if you're feeling called to do so, or even if you're not, go ahead, go to everydaycatholic.com <laughs> slash donate and uh, consider a monthly pledge. Also, guys, Facebook group, check us out. Um, you can find me at C. Mueller Tweets on the Twitter. And Vinny? Uh, at Vinifred on Twitter. Oh, man. And Megan is uh, abstaining from Twitter. So. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I am too. But. It's a mess. God bless you guys. We'll catch you Bye, later. Guys. <laughs>